Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's episode, I talked with Peter Shear, who describes his paintings like candy, or at least he relates it that way. And I have to say, I'm convinced. All you have to do is check out the paintings and you'll see. Doesn't everybody have a sweet tooth? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Studio Break. Um, I'm here with uh, Peter. How are you this morning, sir? David, I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, for those of you that just want a little bit of knowledge here, we managed to record this, and I managed to delete it the first time. So the 21st episode was maybe the unlucky episode, or at least the first run of it. So we're going to have a go at it again, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be hopefully even more interesting than the first conversation. And uh, again, it's been fun kind of getting to, to learn more about Peter and, and to talk to him. So, um, you know, I first wanted to start out, you know, just uh, to get a little bit of a background information, you know, where you grew up and, and I guess, uh, I don't know what, what that transition like. Uh, and this is an easy question into adulthood, I guess, <laughs> but this could maybe be more like a geographic kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let me let me just give you the geography. I was born in Beverly Farms, Massachusetts. When I was an infant, my parents moved uh, to Indiana, and I grew up mostly in Valparaiso, uh, northwest Indiana, not too far from that. Through the um, I don't know, kind of like turning into like a bedroom community for Chicago at the time, and that's kind of when you know I went to primary school. Way to Marquette University, Milwaukee, and I lived in Milwaukee for a couple years. Some of the time I was in school, like when I first drifted away from college, I'd been a journalism student, fell out of love with that almost right away. Um, so I was in Milwaukee, and I, I was back in Valparaiso for a period. I was down in Bloomington, going to IU. That didn't work out so well at the time. I moved to Chicago in 2000. Seven for about a year, moved back down to Bloomington to finally finish up my bachelor's degree. And I'm in Bloomington now. Well, and I'm sorry there too because it, it kind of broke up a little bit, but um, it's, so did you ever wind up actually getting a, a degree then? Yeah, I got a degree in general studies. Okay. I was interested, um, again, it's convoluted, but um, you know, I was interested in maybe pursuing an MFA um, and you know, getting a BFA. The School of Fine Art at IU, I think, is a very fine program. But um, when I was looking at it, uh, possibly becoming an art student here, um, you know, the the student work wasn't um, especially interesting. Um, But I I realized that uh, there were wonderful wonderful, uh, resources. Fine Arts Library and a small museum really wonderful. Uh, a print collection, right? Have people pull prints. So it was sort of like being an autodidact and taking what I needed to sort of marinate on my own. Um, but it was important to me for whatever reason. Sure, sure. College degree. Well, and I mean, I guess, you know, just because just I, th- I think that's an interesting place, um, an interesting, you know, I don't know, like an interesting, I guess, uh, evolution. Um, 
But could, could you talk a little bit about, I guess, maybe then your interest in the arts and maybe how yeah. that might have started out and, and maybe where it, I guess, I don't know, kind of brought you more towards, I believe that you had talked about doing a, um, a residency program at some point. So if you could kind of just maybe talk about that, that evolution into, uh, uh, you know, when I was little, I, I had the, the usual, you know, interest in art. I think it maybe took a little, you know, maybe more strongly with me than other people. And I would, would, I would do a lot of drawing, and I was interested kind of when I was in high school and becoming a political cartoonist. Uh, I did, uh, you know, I, I went to the Oxbow School of Art, the School of the Arts to Chicago runs up in Saugatuck, Michigan, when I was about 25. You know, at that point, I was or, you know, get interested in the idea of making art. It's like a book pitch. And um, the reason I went there was because my brother, Zach, was, you know, he had been up there a couple times doing the glass-blowing program. told me, you got to go, you got to go. I never really spent any time around art students or, you know, people that, you know, it, it, was, it was the first time that I was around people that were really serious about, like, you know, moving and doing it. And it was the first time I had, like, critical you know, response to what I was doing. I found that really intoxicating. The reason that I went there when I did was uh, Jerry Salt was going to be the, the visiting dude, you know, and I wanted to front and see what happened. So that that was that. That was a wonderful experience. And that was like, you know, I've had little bits of encouragement, like little, little nuggets that have kept me going, you know, not being in a formal program or not having my built set of years. So finding teachers as I could, doing as much with what I got as I could. I, I think that's been to my benefit, but it's, you know, occasionally then, you know, lonely. Sure. Occasionally, really. Well, and, and I was going to ask you, I guess, I guess just even because uh, we're on that subject and we can kind of, you know, weave different ways and all that, but um, what were... Um, what was the response, I guess, from the, the, the people that you kind of, you know, were talking about, the ones that might have just, you know, gone through all that kind of schooling? I mean, were they pretty pretty open in terms of seeing the work and, and talking to you about it? And, you know, I guess yeah. following uh, that up, what, 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 what kind of questions did they ask you? I mean... What kind of questions did they ask me? Yeah. Or, or was it just kind of like, you know, I mean, every, everybody kind of working or... I don't, you know, I remember, like, people asking, like, who I looked at and stuff like that. And at the time, I had less less of an idea about what I was doing than I do now. I was, you know, just working kind of intuitively and, you know, somewhat like regurgitating stuff that I was looking at. You know, when I was 25, I was, you know, really enamored of uh, the New York school. Sort of like, you know, really also, it's easy to honor the people that I had looked at most closely up to that point. I was, you know, looking a lot at Joe Mitchell. It's like the more palatable second generation people, like uh, you know, like Mitchell, uh, Motherwell. You know, kind of embarrassing now, but um, kind of big emotive uh, gestural uh, gestural works. So I don't right. know. The response the response was positive, um, but uh, you know, maybe that's just what I wanted. to hear. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, to be honest, I guess I, I've never really been in a, an environment like that where um, you know people come up to you and, and say your work looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, you know, I, I actually got that um, the huh. following year. Uh, 
you know, a little bit. You know, I, I had someone tell me that uh, what I was doing, uh, you know, it looked kind of precious, and it did, and I needed that. It, it really hurt. You know, I was pretty defensive about what I was doing. But again, it's like, you know, uh, oh, and a lot of those people had been in, in programs where they're getting, like, a lot of blowback, uh, power structures, the whatever that maybe come up in our program. But uh, it, it, it was it was good to get, you know, some, some criticism. That's sort of what I still. So I was just asking you a little bit about, you know, being being from an environment where you, um, you know, haven't, haven't had to go through the same kind of uh, art history courses and, and things like that. I was just curious how you, you managed to find or, or become interested in, in certain styles of art. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think just cruising libraries, being on the internet, museums, speaking to people and asking them. You know, I spent a lot of time asking people who I should be looking at. Like that was, that was something that I was talking to people with uh, when I was at Oxford the first time. And, and were there any, I guess, um, I don't know, have your influences changed or are they always, you know, people yeah. that you gravitate towards? Are there, you know, artists that you kind of, you know, really felt a resonance with that have, that have kind of changed over time or are they yeah. a, lot, a lot of the same ones? Guilty pleasures are just like feeling kind of guilty. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, I mentioned Motherwell. And, uh, he's someone who looks really dated and sort of, it's embarrassing now. And, um, you know, it's funny that uh, the Dukunin retrospective, uh, these are works that are sort of strange. So, you know, contemporary, people talk about all that, and people are checking them out after, you know, 50 years or, or however long. But, you know, this is great. People are going to make bad Dukunins again. It's been me. I've been making So, yeah, I got lost. Sorry. Oh, no, it's no problem. You know, and again, I think it's just kind of interesting, too, because, I mean, you know, just speaking from my own instances, um, you know, like I I remember seeing um, slides of Mondrian and trying to apply Mondrian color schemes to, like, life drawing <laughs> assignments and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I, I think that, I don't know, okay. it's, it's interesting to see, you know, even in, in, in then in some of your works, how s some of those things can be prescribed to maybe the way that, I don't know, people have been trained to kind of look at things, which is something that we've been, you know, talking about um, maybe just in general um, prior to this interview, but, um, you know, something that's very interesting. Yeah, with that stuff that you encountered, um, I mean, like the canon or whatever, in, in, you know, a slide lecture. Any what? You know, um, you know, Mondrian, like all the, all the classic chestnuts, and was that stuff that you um, first found in a classroom, or was that stuff that you found kind of on your own? So I, I think that makes a difference if you kind of dig it up and sort of discover, you know, Malievich for yourself um, as opposed to our presentation. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that, it, you know, certainly kind of varies. I mean, I, I think obviously... Um, you know, when you're doing a survey of art course for any, any kind of period, you're going to get, you know, some of those images or, or some of those pieces, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at. Um, but then, you know, you kind of really start to kind of, you know, if you see something that you gravitate towards, I, I assume it's kind of the same kind of method or, or to some degrees what you're kind of describing is that you just kind of become immersed in it. You know, you want to, 
you know, if really? you if you see something like a Hans Hoffman, who I'm uh, again I'm not sure how familiar with. Like I mean, I remember seeing that glossed over, or maybe a couple images, and then you know, kind of really looking it up and just kind of you know seeing that work really resonate with me. So yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that has just been relegated to second tier or whatever. And, you know, kind of the great thing after going through also and blah 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 is. non-reaction, I guess. Well, and, and to kind of maybe follow that up and, and something that I'm just thinking of on the fly, you know, I mean, um, I'm, all, I'm always, it's interesting what you wind up, especially like when you wind up at a place like, say, the Art Institute of Chicago, um, where you've got so much stuff that it's interesting because there'll be times where you're you know, you've seen or walked past something, you know, however many times, and for whatever reason, you know, that thing sticks out to you as, as something interesting. And I think a lot of times it's something that you you didn't even really expect. Is there anything that, um, yeah. you know, maybe completely <laughs> moves away from, you know, that kind of, um, you know, formal kind of aesthetic, um, something that maybe would surprise us? You know, I remember being... You know uh, Dan Walsh? Uh, no, I'm not familiar, actually. I don't know. He started showing, like, in the 90s. Um, and he, I think the way he described his work is sort of like uh, Dustin does at Smart, which doesn't quite do it justice, but it's sort of like a slap, uh, stringent, at least it was at first, um, kind, of, kind of take on minimalism. And I remember being really interested in those and then sort of trying to make Dan Walsh paintings, and then, you know, I would be, like, on 80, 90, going back and forth uh, to Chicago or Milwaukee and seeing, uh, you know, the, the billboards that have been sort of stripped down. You know, I could never something as good as that billboard. That's just sort of their bring uh, uh, the past of uh, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of Sure. Um, just yeah, just we're kind of learning to, to see the stuff in, in an environment that isn't a, a white environment. That was sort of shocking. Right, right. Well, and so I guess now to get more towards um, you know your actual work, if you could kind of maybe um, I don't know, I guess talk about maybe the evolution of that process. I mean, have you? Have you always been interested in kind of making, 
I don't know. What have you, what have you always been interested in making? I guess I should, I, I could say, is there something that kind of ties um, those I, things together? I guess I've been interested in, you know, whatever is going to be in the resting image at the time. And that's been different than, you know, kind of when I began, I, I wanted something that was really frothy and really um, would kind of knock you around or, I don't know, throw um, you back and forth. Like, you know, whoever was looking at school guys. And then, kind of, I, I got more interested in something that was really scared and really strict and that was dealing with, you know, uh, you know, geometric forms, kind of taking away the gesture. Just seeing, like, how, like, you know, what would it be like to make a square of it? Or, you know, what would it be like for a couple triangles to do like that? Put one on top of the other Which ones? Able signal flags. No, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Right. Like happening and have accident accident negotiating a relationship between those two. Between the Sort of using whatever image washes up almost as a ready made. Um you know, taking credit for it upside down. Stuff like that. Well and, and what I was gonna say is I mean it, it seems, you know, and I think everybody kind of does this in a way, but um, it seems about almost developing like your own, your own language, you know, of your own vocabulary of, you know, the image, whatever kind of images or whatever kind of things that you wind up making. You were talking a little bit more uh, before we began about work that country. 
is, you know, an ideology, you know, a clearly delineated position to work sort of uh, visually that. I'm more interested in stuff that's dirty, um, you know, stuff without any uh, ready explanation. Um, it's sort of like discovering and failing and doing that's interesting. I'm sort of risking the embarrassment of, you know, kind of doing that and then, you know, showing it. What, what do you think? So and so's painting have anything to say to to this painting? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so. And and I guess too. I mean, you know, because um, you're talking about to some degrees kind of coming to these these you know canvases or or whatever it is that you wind up working on, but um, you know, without really like any with, with kind of like a real response to whatever you wind up doing at the moment. Um, and you've kind of talked a little bit about maybe certain times where you were making things that were more gestural or more geometric or more spare. I mean, does a lot of that come through doing a lot of a lot of pieces and then kind of just kind of I don't know, almost responding to something that you might have just done, or you know, can you literally just walk in to your to your studio and say, you know, like I'm making I'm making a painting today that's going to be orange. Or yeah, I mean it's like I, I, would, I would do that, like you know, I would do that like in order to make it, you know, like a blue painting, right? Um, it, it's yeah, you know, when, when I've been very you know driven to make this, it's like I've always made, made something else. And now it's sort of like gotten to the point where it's like I will. Well, and it's interesting that you, you bring up um, some painters that I think of as, um, well, obviously people that, you know, a lot of people respond to, but I also th can't help but think about the, um, the impact of the scale of that work, you know, standing in front of a, you know, a giant color field painting, you know, slowly having your, your retinas burned out <laughs> um, with, with some kind of intense color and kind of, kind of that experience. And so, you know, I think previously we talked a little bit about that scale in terms of intimacy. Um, you know, is, th is there something that you kind of um, can get out of, out of, you know, and obviously we've talked about limitations in terms of, uh, you know, space, but um, is there something that you really kind of enjoy about working on that scale, that, that intimate level? I, I think the way that I approach a smaller, um, you know, work of art is a lot better. 
Well, I think a lot of, you know, I think like, you know, politics across the scale is absolutely justified, but I think a lot of big work being done now doesn't really justify, it doesn't need to be that big, it sort of justifies the architecture that contains it. Um, I'm interested in creating um, a sense of space, you know, and I'm kind of interested in the idea of creating a vast scale. And I, I think that, you know, a smaller scale, I've, I've worked on a lot of 8 by 10 uh, canvases in the last year or two. Um, it, it's a dimension that's really ingrained in one's mind. It's sort of on the side of, you know, a laptop or a magazine or a piece of office paper. So, yeah, it's like the practicality of not having a lot of room to work. Um, but, um, I, and the other thing we talk about, I think, Experiment. I, I think if I was going to scale up like Stella does, <laughs> um, I knew what I was going to get. That would be easier to fill out if I kind of looking for the stuff that's as I'm making it. I don't have a lot of money to spend on art supplies. I mean, I spend what I, what I have, right. but there, there are limitations. Right? And I welcome the opportunity to make big fucking things. That's great. Well, and this could be something that maybe, you know, is interesting. Um, just because, well, I don't know. It's all, it always is kind of interesting to find out. But, I mean, do you ever, are you always kind of working on things for one session? Or is it multiple sessions? Are there paintings that you come back to a year later and go, oh, I need to fix this about it. How do you, how does that process work? And then how do you kind of get to a point where you feel something is resolved? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I usually try to, knock something out. And I was, I sort of, you know, when I was first making stuff, it was kind of like a one-shot approach. I was making a lot of charcoal drawings, um, and they would just sort of like be these gestures on the paper, and they, you know, they weren't right, then they weren't right. Um, and I, I still sort of will, just to see if I can do it, um, try to knock something out, kind of see if I have that moment of grace or you know, presence not all, I mean, it's usually not there, right? And then more interested in building stuff up and tearing it down. You kind of like end up with uh, sort of like with the middle. And I think that was something that you could maybe talk about, or that's talked about in relation to what you guys are sort of like in a midpoint, something that's in flux. But um, yeah, I mean, stuff sits around. Sometimes it's pretty pretty right now. Like, there's stuff that looks pretty good. Stuff that you know, used to sort of like just died on the wall. Just like put it up. Work on it. Well, and could you? I don't. Again, I, I like the I like the randomness of what's coming to my head. <laughs> um, do you, are, there, are there any Are there any like particular pieces that you've done that have become, I guess, you know, way more difficult than you ever kind of would have realized? And and I guess what was that process like? If there if there were any. Sort of what's been difficult has been uh, kind of distancing myself a little bit from the work and um, kind of being willing to uh, pull down something that is you know, perfectly good. Um, 
order to, you know, to push it, you know, to risk losing stuff, which happens, which is great, which sucks. Um, but, um, I don't know, like, going back into stuff, after, like, in work for a while, like, sometimes, I have the experience of putting stuff up on the internet or on my website and then, you know, uh, realizing that it's not done, but it's not really feeling that internet shit. Uh, free tax. It's on Facebook. You know, stuff like that. So, good too. Well, and I mean, I guess too, because obviously, you know, you could talk. We could probably spend a, a good deal of time just talking about materials, but um, you know, a lot, a lot of the more current work is, I guess, it looks like, um, and something that you've talked about, you know, acrylics and you know, different kind of mediums and that. Um, and before we get to that easy answer in terms of what you like, I mean, is there anything that you could? Is there any kind of disaster or disaster material that you're like, this is going to be great and you know, you just couldn't get it to work. <laughs> you know, I, I was using a um, styrofoam sealant for a little bit, and I, and I got it to work successfully in black painting. Really good painting, but, um, you know, I don't know how archival the material it is, and uh, it sort of, you know, gets you stoned. Sure. Well, and, you know, again, and that's why it's so interesting to me because I could, I mean, um, for some reason, I'm just kind of talking about this and maybe it's because I made um, a coffee drink earlier, but like I was thinking about even like, I'm just like, I wonder if you could make a painting with like cocoa powder. How about that? Could you talk a little bit about your, I guess, interest or relationship to food in that regards? A little bit, yeah. You know, I, I've noticed, and I don't really have a ready explanation for this, but in the last six months or so, the work has gotten pretty good. I've been using a lot of gel. 
story are, are so brilliant and so obnoxious and so, you know, so, so candy colored, um, kind of shrill. That's interesting to me. Um, really high key purple or, or green or orange. It you know, reminds me of the, the candy that I used to be interested in reading um, when I was little. And I, I have always sort of like wanted to, you know, taste a painting chew on a corner of something. I, I don't worry that I'm about to do that, but I, I like the idea of work that is going to make someone either hungry or important or, or something like that. Well, and I think, you know, in, in terms of talking about this, you know, previously too, I, I think I even brought up that, um, that Wayne Tebow landscape that had that giant it almost kind of looked like fudge that was kind of caked on a, a on a painting. Um, and so I think that idea of, um, I don't know, it's really easy to be seduced, I guess, by something that has that kind of, you know, texture that it seems like, you know, something that you do really well and, and something that you explore very well. Um, a little bit of a dimension, too, which is good. Branching out into a very low relief of something that has happened that I will certainly Well, and have you had somebody that actually has uh, nibbled on the corner of a painting yet, or no? That's happened a few times. Really? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it goes to say that you could start using uh, old bubble gum that you find on the floor or something, or completely random here, but um, I was at... Um, uh, the Berghoff in Chicago, and was really disappointed to find that somebody had wedged uh, gum underneath uh, the bar. Oh. You know, because it's a nice, it's a nice older bar. You know, but um, I don't know. I, I, it's interesting because I, I even think about something that seems so unrelated to that. But um, I don't know. There's uh, there's there's something that's interesting about your you, the way that you're working and kind of using, you know, materials or you know you've kind of talked about or been interested in. in you know, this idea of studio dirt, you know, you're referencing Bob using studio dirt, and um, I don't know, I, I think it's interesting because, it, I don't know, it's sometimes like it seems like the the work could almost be about, like, these things that are kind of tucked away, and you're kind of um, releasing them, or, you know, and actually to quote you, this is something that I thought was really awesome in, in what you said um, last time that we talked, which was, and again, I don't know if you'll be ready for this, You you said... Uh, art gives us things that are that are that are taken away. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I have to admit that I was quoting, sort of quoting uh, something that David talked about. Um, that kept a whole lot that I can elaborate. Um, I, I, I think that um, I'm less interested in seeing stuff that's milled or that's really hard edge or stuff that's on video. Or stuff that's tooled in some way and farmed out and is super fucking shiny. Um, because that's sort of like the environment that we live in. It's all sort of astringent and antiseptic. And, um, yeah, I, I, I guess kind of like a small, scrubby painting is, is a lot... I, I would rather rest my eyes there and sort of stimulate 
how the are And it's interesting too. There is this sort of new wave of people making, I guess, provisional paintings. There's stuff that's kind of going back to basics and is interested in sort of like a homely presence. I, I think homely is a good word for the work. Um, I don't know. Well, in I was just going to say, I think that, you know, that, that idea that you're talking about living in such a, well, like a plat, like such a plastic environment or, you know, thinking about things that, that are kind of having to be perfect. It's interesting to kind of think about, um, you know, the beauty in these things that aren't necessarily, you know, they aren't like a, I don't know, a beautifully crafted manufactured Ikea table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry about that. Um, and, um, you know, I, I guess, too, because we're still, you know, talking about your studio practice, um, are there other, are there, is there anything that maybe you've ever wanted to, I guess, explore that you haven't, or things oh, that you're yeah. kind of planning on exploring, or? I'm interested in having, you know, the chance to branch out into, Right, right. I, I've been working sort of um, on a, a series of, of artworks that don't exist and that won't exist. Um, and the information that people will have is you know, the, the title and the dimensions, the material and stuff like that. Um, but it, it will not be realized other than you know, the viewer. Huh. That's an idea that I'm exploring. It's sort of peripheral to what I'm doing, but, but not exactly. It sort of came out of a, um, an unhappiness with uh, with typing my work, um, which is something that I like to do, but is sort of antithetical to the way that I'm thinking about it now. So it's sort of like it, it really does the work a disservice to title it. So I sort of got these generic um, titles based on the year, and kind of like the sequence in the year that it was, it was produced. But it's sort of unsatisfying. Right, right. Well, and I guess, um, you know, maybe something that, that I kind of um, had missed, because um, you talked a little bit about moving, but um, do, do things like your mood um, or surroundings, have those the kind of things ever affected the work, or has it always been 
really kind of like, um, you know, that reaction that you've been talking about or that experience or nug- almost kind of like nuggets, I think was a phrase that you used. So. Yeah, nuggets is good. Um, I don't... And, and it's not, let me clarify too, it's not to say that you sit in there and go, I'm going to make a sad painting today, but, you know, have there been instances where you've kind of you know, reflected on something afterwards and kind of, and kind of seen it a certain way or you, or are you just trying again, not to, not to, not to really have a reaction? um, I think it's just enough to sort of like, you know, put the paint on or whatever, take it off, move it around, kind of look for something interesting. Once I'm done, I, I hang stuff up and, you know, project onto the work. Um, Not necessarily things that I was thinking about. Working out uh, emotional disturbances. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, it's kind of therapeutic. Um, but, uh, I don't know, does that sort of answer your question? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. They're going to look like whatever they're going to look like, and people are going to kind of, you know, find what they need to find if they're good. And I'm, I'm interested in the process so much because I think that, you know, for me kind of getting to where I'm at in terms of what I do, um, you know, I can remember especially being uh, an undergraduate student and getting a lot of, uh, uh, you know, faculty and peers that would that would tell me, you know, like, your work looks like this. Um, and it was always something frustrating to me because I felt like when I was really working in a, in a purely kind of reactive abstract way, um, I think it got to a point where I feel like I could, like I didn't know how I was making decisions. And so I think partially I'm just kind of curious, um, you know, what, how that, how that works, you know, in, in terms of kind of, you know, really kind of making work that is really spontaneous, you know, spontaneous. And, you know, again, it might point out to back to that idea that, you know, it might be something that just doesn't occur to somebody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People have said things like this or that. And I, it's actually, I, you know, I made um, kind of like what I thought was my first mature painting a couple of years ago. I showed it to my parents, and they liked it. And I felt pretty good about that. And my dad was like, "Yeah, it's it's a woman, and she's she's going over there." The <laughs> bit now I can't. You know, now that I've seen the woman, I don't. You know, you're not a do it. So stuff like that can happen. But I I, I think that. Right, right. But, you know, I'm interested, you know, in people having, you know, whatever psychological reaction. Sure, sure. I'm interested in the image, and I'm interested in the after image, you know, whatever you, whatever you take away, how, how stuff lives in our mind. If it's going to be active or it's going to, you know, just drain away. Right, right. I, I think that's probably why I've tended to locate things centrally in my, you know, my work, or just, like, have a few. Um, well, it's interesting, because it kind of, again, it kind of pre- presents, um, at least the way that I see it, like, kind of presents the viewer with, um, you know, something to kind of look at, you know, I, I think that, you know, even, you know, when you go visit your website, I mean, even though, like, um, you know, one of your more recent paintings is that violet painting. Uh, yeah, with the, the gray, kind of the purple. 
Right. It's, you know, it's something that evokes, I think, something that's entirely, not entirely different, but um, in a way different from, you know, something where you might have, you know, a lot of transparency and, you know, talked a little bit earlier about some space that kind of goes on, you know, even in such a smaller scale work. So, I mean, there's a nice range to it, but I think at the same time, it's interesting because it really does always almost feel like a, like a, like a visual, um, like almost like a figure ground kind of thing where there's a, you know, like a central thing, whether it be like these diamond shapes or, you know, some kind of marks or something like that. And so I think that that, that's something that always seems kind of constant and, you know, rather interesting. Interesting, interesting. Well, um, and again, I, I think we're kind of um, at least somewhat running down on, on the actual studio questions. And okay, so I was saying that last time we hadn't really talked about some of the peripheral kind of things as well. Um, um, well, and actually, no, I think I did ask, and, and you had said that you know you weren't like a mountain climber, for example. But I mean, um, are you a big reader? Do you? Um, you know, are are you influenced by music? Is are there other kind of art forms that you kind of feel, I guess, support your endeavors, or you know, not necessarily directly, but you know. Sort of. You know, I'm interested in poetry, mostly because I, I I'm not a great reader, but uh, but I, I I find in a lot of the, the better. Poetry that I've read that there is, I don't know, I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't talk about that actually. Okay. So without sounding really, you know, <laughs> really, I, 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 something in it that I can do with my own work. Right, right. Some well, sort of relationships with what I'm doing and, and what they're doing. It has nothing to do with like a sophisticated reading of the work. It's just you know how to, to compress um, an energy and um, and how to compress it in a way that it can be you know, unpacked by someone who is going to spend time with it. Right. Um, how I can you know make the work so we can reward you know careful looking and careful thinking about it. That's how I want. I work in other people's work. You know, it's not gonna you know, insult you if you spend uh, if you spend a little time, or if you you know allow yourself to be disarmed. Maybe that doesn't make any sense. Either, but no, I, I, I think I hear what you're kind of getting at, and right. um, and I think you know my again my question is I'm, I mean really just more like um, you know I look I. I think I even talked to you about, um, I don't know, just generally just seeing different connections to things that are, you know, removed from the studio, you know, or we even kind of talked about it in terms of food. Um, so I'm just, I'm just kind of curious about that because I always find that I get, you know, interested in things um, that, you know, are definitely not what I do, you know. 
like this like this Minecraft thing or you know whether it's some you know old song that I hadn't heard for a long time or you know maybe an old song that I hadn't heard um, or even you know just to kind of relate it even to something weirder well not weirder but um, you know all all of the uh, economy issues uh, have made me kind of want to re-examine a lot of um, depression era kind of you know, you know, things. And so I guess I'm just kind of, you know, curious in general, like what, you know, what other things that you find interesting in life that, you know, don't deal with, uh, painting or, uh, or food. If you're yeah. a big, if you're a big Lars Ulrich fan. No. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, that's the drummer from Metallica that oh, right. okay. tried suing everybody in the nineties. Oh yeah. I, have seen I don't know. I don't know. Of interested in uh, like distance between people um, and, and sort of like um, how people communicate and how people don't communicate. So I, I, I guess it's just sort of like um, I'm, I'm interested in, in moments where you can sort of pay close attention to people, um, kind of catch, catch them unaware of like public transportation or you know, just being at work and doing things that are just sort of road. Matter of fact, kind of see if I could, you know, make, uh, you know, make paintings based on these ineffable things. You know, that, that's sort of an idea that I steal from. Uh, you know, Thomas Gowski has talked about. You know, all of his work is rooted in some sort of experience, and he can sort of interpret that however he wants. But uh, you know, make a painting about a conversation that he had and experience. That's sort of like a way that I. Just, it just something to tell myself, you know, as I'm as I'm going. The, the rules are pretty pretty malleable. You, know, you kind of create whatever rules you need at the moment. It's sort of like scaffolding that you put up, and then you kind of take it down at the end. Um, you know, I, I do not you know, build models. Right. <laughs> I was hoping that you had a stamp collection or something that yeah, I mean, like, would really surprise us. <laughs> that would shock the public, but um, yeah, I'm not willing to talk about it. Right. Well, and, you know, and I, I don't know, um, um, again, this will be a little bit random, but um, I've, I've always wanted to have like a, almost like a, 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 like a show and tell kind of show about these things that maybe are a little bit unearthed or kind of... Um, forgotten and, and the random one that i was going to talk about just for a second is just this um this television show that was on in the 90s called nowhere man it was canceled and the the director kind of wanted it to be like a cross between um the old show the fugitive and uh, i believe the the uk show um, uh the prisoner yeah i'm not familiar with the show but i love it um well it's it's just about i think it kind of actually deals with a lot of identity kind of issues in a, in a world where, you know, we're kind of situated now, but, um, again, it's a little random, but, um, you know, I guess that's just, it's just one of those things that I'm always getting interested in things that, you know, at first don't kind of appear to relate to, you know, what I do. Um, but I mean, I think that thinking in terms of the way that I think about it, it always does, you know, it's not like I'm, I don't think I'm planning on, you know, throwing figures into my work anytime soon, but, uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see the way that some of those things relate. Um, 
and um, I guess you know this kind of arrives us to about where we are, uh, where we were last time in, in terms of the end. So, um, you know, obviously, I want to thank you for coming on. But um, are there any any kind of upcoming uh, things that you have going on? Um, yeah, there's a couple things that are just kind of still gestating, but um, for sure, I will be in Brooklyn this summer. Um, June first, there's going to be a show called Network that um, is still. Working on gallery space, but um, it's about a dozen other artists who have met each other through Facebook or whatever social media. And um, that will be June 1st forever. And I will keep you posted. Nice, um, nice. I am going to do a show. I've been putting together shows with um, Justin Clifford Grody, who's a photographer formerly of, of Bloomington. And uh, this will be the third iteration of a show called Skinning. Sure, sure. Well, and you know, obviously, we'll make sure to leave you, leave everybody uh, a link to, to find your website. Um, but uh, again, it's uh, been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, you know, it's interesting that you're getting into these social networking art shows because you know, I, I love, you know, I still I still appreciate the fact that I can uh, be on Facebook and see uh, you know some some painting pop up on the side of my browser and go, who's this Peter guy? So this stuff has never happened before. It's, it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, well, thanks again. Thanks again to Peter for joining us at Studio Break. Again, you can find out more about him and his work by visiting petershear.com. Music for today's program was found on Free Music Archive. Both songs today, Candy, one by Levitus that brought us in, and Caravan of Thieves, which will bring us out. If you might be joining Studio Break for the first time, remember old episodes of artist interviews can be found at studiobreak.com with links to their websites and visual references for their work, so please check that out. And once again, we are on iTunes. Just look under Podcasts on the store and just search Studio Break, and you can subscribe there. If you're curious who it is that's wandering through this conversation, leading this interview, again, you can go to my website, davidlinaway.com, and see my work there. And lastly, if you could just become a fan of Studio Break on Facebook, again, you'll receive updates, um, get previews for artists that are coming up, but it's always nice to get some comments too, so please leave us some feedback, and we'll talk to you real soon.